Today on Red Dead Radio, parting is such sweet sorrow. And I stand unshaken. No, it's not it. I hate you so much. (laughs) That's the intro. All right, good. Hi, friends. Welcome to Red Dead Radio, the Red Dead Redemption podcast. I'm your host, Jerry Petty. And for the last time, we're going straight to the wild, wild guest. We're going straight to the wild, wild guest. We're going straight to the wild, wild guest. Yeah. Or a guest host or whatever you are. What, yeah, I I don't know. Know. it just makes me sad that I'm not going to hear you get to rattle that off. I know a whole I, lot I can't, more. Can't do it all excited anymore. What really hurts me is that Cisco never got to be on here. I really wanted to have the dragon as a guest on this podcast. If it, we'll do a special re re reunion episode, the reunion tour, we'll do a yeah. reunion episode if and when he ever comes to town, like the Cheers ten year reunion. It's just going to be all of us together exactly. sitting on a exactly. stage. It'll be a friend. clip show. Oh, there we go. I love that. <laughs> We definitely oh man, remember that time we talked about blackity black, and it's just yeah. a cut to you and I just screaming. Do you remember the time we talked about Red Dead Radio, Red Dead Redemption? I do. I remember yeah. all. What episode number is this? Uh, yeah, this is episode number thirty-nine. We almost made. That's it, it really? Yeah. It feels did. like we made so many more of these. Well, I mean, it, it was just well, that you did make so many more of these. I've only been here for like what, like half of them? Not half of them, I'd say. Yeah, Shame yeah quite me. a few of them. Shame no, you were here for a lot of them. Wait, we have sure we can get a count. Anyway. So you're probably surprised to learn this is the final episode of Red Dead Radio, because that was not the plan. Uh, originally, we intended to keep doing this for many, many months, following Red Dead through its beta and on into its uh, full-featured release, at all, etc., into DLC. We expected Undead Nightmare, etc. So, what's happened? Well, Somebody I, had to go and be too goddamn cool. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I got a new job. I got a new day job. And uh, that is going to eat most of my free time, including the time that I used to make this show. And so as much as I regret it and as much fun as I've had doing this, the fact of the matter is I can't do both. And so Red Dead Radio has to, alas, lie fallow. It's going to ride off into that beautiful little sunset of the internet. It does. It's got to get buried in Boot Hill. No, no, no. It just rides off into the sunset. Here lies Lester Moore. Six slugs from a 44. No less, no more. That's a, I uh, thought that was going to get dirtier. That no, you never. Heard, that, no, it's an epitaph from a uh, from no, a tombstone no, in, in Boot Hill. Yeah, here I lies Lester Moore, that. six lugs from a forty-four. No less. No. I more. thought that was going to turn into a dirty limerick. I'm not, not going to lie. No, that's there was nothing about Nantucket in there. Nantucket is not in the West. That's mm-hmm. not how no it works. No Nantucket's no buckets. There were no plumbers from Bree, mm-hmm. etc. No, none of that going on. <laughs> All right, look, I'm friends. Miss doing I this can't. With you. Yeah, I'm going to miss doing this with you. This is a, a time of lamenting, a time of mourning, a time of sadness because. You may be aware of it by now. John Ryan and I really like Red Dead Redemption, but I do. even, I even do really more, like we like hanging out and talking about it. It's true. Well, here's the good news. You and I can still do that. We can. That's um, true. Bef- I mean, before we get too too deep into the weeds and whatever it is we're going to keep talking about for the remaining so many minutes that I this love show your is going to I love your fake watch. You're like, is that a fake Casio like digital no, watch? No, of course not. It's that half past a freckle notion. Oh, look, half past a freckle notion, eh? You ever heard that? Before? Never. Not the notion part, but just like, what time is this? Half past a freckle? It doesn't matter what time it is. Is that one of your weird Martha's Vineyard things? I mean, it could be youth? it could be a weird New England thing for okay. sure. It's something I remember from my childhood. That's no definitely, kidding. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think regardless of any of that bullshit, um, the real thing, you know, I, I know that I've been on this show goddamn all the time. All the time. Probably too much for several of you out there. 
Um, but on behalf of myself and I think a bunch of your viewing audience, I just want to say thanks for having all the great passion that you have was, and bringing it to this project because it's been super fun I, talking about Red Dead with you for the last year or so. Yeah, I can't we've been doing this for like a year. I know, and I hate that we had to. I feel like we had to stop just as we got started, and I it it's my just fault. Begun. No, it's my fault. I was hey, really hey, having hey, a good hey, time. Hey. It's okay. It's uh, not your fault, pal. Well, it is. I, I mean, yeah, but like, yeah. but like for the sake of things, like li- livelihood is important. At livelihood is as, as we learned from Arthur and Dutch. Yeah, crazy ways of finding ways to keep your wacky nonsense going ultimately doesn't work out in the end. I got a, I got a writing job with a group called Free Association. Uh, you haven't heard the last of me. Those of you in the, in in uh, that follow the stuff that I'm do, I'm sure you're going to hear from me again. Those of you that follow on Patreon and help out there, there's a longer message on Patreon explaining exactly what is and isn't changing because I still like to do things and make things for fun, mm-hmm. uh, and I want people to continue to know what those are. So you can hop over to the Patreon site or RedDeadRadio.com that has an explanation for everything that's going on and how things are going to change, what what will and won't happen there. I really appreciate it. Y'all have allowed me for the last year to do something I really care about. I mean, Red Dead Radio began early, late last spring, early last summer, before E3. Yeah. Now we've been doing it ever since. And I've been making my own stuff on my own, along with kind of funny IGN, et cetera, since about February. Mm -hmm. And so it's been a year. Yeah. What a year. I know, right? It's been crazy. How has the world changed in one year? One year ago, Red Dead Redemption was merely a twinkle in our eyes, my friend. We didn't even know about the stone hatchet. We, oh we, man, we, yeah, that was that was a hell of a thing. No, we didn't. We did not know about that. We didn't know. We didn't know there was a Micah Bell or what was up with him. Well, we I could, no I, honestly, I could go back to knowing nothing about Micah and be quite happy about it. We had never heard of Sadie Adler, which is a shame. That was a shame. I think. I think the the great thing is like you know seeing. Yes, it's unfortunate that Red Dead Radio has come to an end, but like, it's also a cool thing that you get to start this new chapter with this huh. new gig. And I so I've been thinking epilogue about, three. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Epilogue is starting. Um, so, no, I've been thinking about this a lot um, as I've been working on some stuff for IGN the last couple of weeks about sort of next chapters. And I was thinking, because this is ostensibly the end of our Epilogue 2, mm-hmm. um, that we could just sort of go through it and, and you know, what, what are the next chapters that we would want to see coming out of out of Red Dead 2 and I, you know obviously Red Dead 1 already happened yeah so I don't need to see what happens in John's story oh, well I, uh, although we do indeed get that question that we talked about at the end of the last episode I mean will we see John's story rendered in this engine well yes yeah. but let's talk about let's talk about the story it's obvious there will be a Red Dead Redemption yeah where do we go after or, Red Dead 2 do we go to Red Dead Redemption 3 or do we go to Red Dead something else I mean I that that's my like first Red one. Dead colon well, not the fourth but, game. Yeah, there was Red Dead Revolver. There was Red Dead Redemption right. One or Two. You know, is there a Red Dead Revenge? I mean, that's such it, mm-hmm. it kind of Red Dead Retribution. Yeah, it, they write themselves, right? Mm-hmm. They, they seem like things that ought to happen because I think the the, the story Red Dead of Rooster, Arthur and John's game. story. <laughs> I would play that. I hate you so much. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, obviously, we, we've come out before talking about. The, I, I think of all the breakout characters, uh, Sadie's the one that I think we most expect to see more. Oh, yeah. Other things. Um, uh, I would hope Charles so. At the also, least. I think there's a potential the fact that yeah. Charles walked well, away. So it's funny. I was I was roaming around the open world after returning to it after some time, and I've been going around finding all of the other surviving gang members. Yeah, and I've really enjoyed it. Like 
you know, like Pearson's running the general store in Rose. And like, I think that there is this fun, like, you know, uh, Tilly lives in Saint-Denis. Yeah. Um, you run into Mary Beth, like at the train platform in uh, Valentine. She's like writing these like lewd romance novels under a weird pen name. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there is, you know, I don't necessarily kind of like I do happen. Yes. If you don't know, Jared is an accomplished uh, how's the what's the right so fantasy nice way erotic this? novelist? Yeah, I was going to try. And I write. I write the bulk of the of the Jared's actually the Bigfoot porn. You're Chuck Tingle. Don't. It's okay. Like uh, congratulations. I don't know. I think I think I wanted my uh, my name to be Brian St. Pierre. If I was that's pretty good. But I actually think that's, that's a pretty a, good. But one. I think that's a real softcore guy's name. Like I I said that, and then I, I I actually think that is in fact a real like softcore porn guy's name. It's no Steve Rambo though. So I don't want to Steve. Ooh, that's pretty good. That's a real good one. I like That's, that, that, that is an authentic name out of, out of porno history, and it is Rambo. quite terrible. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why do you listen to the show? I don't know. But anyways, Steve Rambo's aside, I think it would be really interesting, and I don't necessarily think this will happen, but I think it would be really fun to sort of get that side of the gang back together, the side of the gang that we didn't really get to know a whole lot mm-hmm. about. Like you get, There are a few times throughout the game where you can sit down with Mary Beth, you can sit down and play dominoes with Tilly, um, you know, you can argue with Pearson about a lot of things. Like, I don't know about you, but my, my Arthur had a very standoffish relationship with Pearson yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah. It was like, I was really, really nice to almost everybody. But you, but I, I, I alternated about 50, 50 for greet and antagonize when it came to Pearson. Well, we did read his mail as we wrote along. I mean, it that, did. That, yeah, that was, that was kind of, kind of mean of us. Definitely. Yeah. I uh, I think there's a lot of places we could we could land in Ricketts um, again going Ooh, even earlier yeah. okay, because one thing Rockstar has not done yet and I understand doing prequel after prequel might be odd for folks but right the the Wild West as we think of it mm-hmm. is is primarily confined to the late 1860s to early 1880s yeah a period of time they haven't touched at all yeah um, and it would be interesting to see that them tackle it strictly from the side of the law mm-hmm. like we saw we saw what happens when you play a rockstar game that is about being a quote good guy mm-hmm. in la noir and i thought a lot of people had very mixed feelings on it mm-hmm. and i really liked that see, seeing what a good guy game from them looks like because it was still very gray yeah well sure um, i mean that's, that's that's kind of their their mo right yeah. is that is that ethics are inherently an exercise in, mm-hmm. in something between hard work and futility. Uh, yeah. So I think there's definitely a part of that. I like that thought. Uh, where do you think they go then? Now, let's talk about that. And, and we're not profits. We are not planning staff oh, for, for take two. We I mean, my, my, all, my hope is always space. Like, well, yeah. we'll ne- I'll never see space cowboys. Space cowboys. I, mm-hmm. Will you be a gangster of love? No. Will you be more? Nope. Loose? No, no, I, it's strange nope. that they couldn't find a rhyme for love, and they just went to love again. You ever sometimes, heard that about the beginning, a beginning of the Joker? You're bad at writing songs. I, no, know, that's not true. That's the good. Joker makes me happy, but it is odd that they rhymed love with love. Yep. Um, no, I think like I would love to, like in terms of just a Red Dead follow up. Yeah. I think the the quote Old West, the Wild West is smart i would love to just see more stories in that world like i think like the fact that landon ricketts has kids books written about him yeah. i think he's the perfect target for another game okay. or sadie yeah. or literally anybody introduce me to a new sheriff that's like, the other possibility back... like leaving i mean we like having our connections but i do yeah. like the idea westerns are a wide i mean i would be genre. okay if they decided to bring back red dead revolver like mm-hmm. redo red harlow's story or oh, carry that on 
Like you know, like pick it up from the, you know, I don't think they're, there would probably I don't think they would probably do that mm-hmm. because so, so it's so heavily influenced the sort of character design of John Marston. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would I would totally play another Red Harlow game. I think it'd be interesting to see a kind of sepia toned Gary Cooper take on on uh, on the Wild West. I mean, High Noon for all of the uh, all the accolades it receives and and all of the the tropes that created mm-hmm. by you know it literally is the, the the movie about the shootout on main street yeah, at a yeah. certain time but but it is actually a very dark revisionist western despite being mm. very early it's largely about questions of values and what defines who we are and what real heroism is and what we're willing to give up for the people we love and i wonder if they could find a way to take a more classical rustic setting and make that work i like the idea of, of wild west that isn't almost completely tamed because they have leaned into that an awful lot. Yeah. Um, but if you go back a little further, it's still a mess, but it's a very different kind of mess. Uh, right. It's a mess that people aren't trying to clean up yet. They're just trying to make their way into it. Yeah. It, 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 being there, of course, that raises all kinds of storytelling issues, but mm-hmm. being there in, in the middle of uh, the period just after the civil war until the early mid 1870s, when the Lakota wars began. Yeah. That's a, fascinating period for western history hmm. um i don't think they're going to want, to want to go much earlier than that just because six guns of all things i think six guns affect the way we think about the west oh oh you, i thought you were referring to another media property no we don't no, you you mean video games revolvers tend to all end like they go from bows and arrows mm-hmm. to revolvers yeah there are, there are no muskets there right. are no... no period of history in video games existed yeah. between bows and arrows well and repeating firearms. There was that one Assassin's Creed where you got flintlock pistols. And there was a History Channel game. Uh, do you remember that? There was like some History Channel game where you would reload a musket. I don't remember that, and I think with good reason. Uh-oh. I don't know what you're talking about. What we need in video games are more muskets, my friend. I don't know about that. Far more musketry. I think muskets are great in VR. Okay. Because they're hilarious. <laughs> um but that's about it. Musket There's a musket VR. in GTA Online. It is a bad gun. Yeah. Is there a musket in GTA there is. Online? Yeah. It's not good. That. It's is, not was good. Was it part of one of the Independence Day updates? It was. Yes. Yeah, it was okay, part of that. Right. There was a game mode introduced that's that is right. muskets only. <laughs> um, which is a delightful game mode. But as soon as you get out of that game mode, as soon as any other weapon is introduced into yeah. the field, you're, you're just like doomed. I don't know. I mean, musketry, like a, a super fast shot. Like during the Napoleonic Wars, the, yeah. the British infantry were were renowned for their ability to fire four shots a minute. Wow, that was the deciding factor. That's like in, really in good. Yeah, every fifteen seconds, redcoats could fire a shot. Like that was how hard they trained. They yeah. just trained like five hours a day, reloading and shooting muskets in formation. Fire in, ball goes in, tap yeah. it down, pull it out, fire Aim the gun, gun, ball goes in, gun. Exactly, and they could sustain that rate of fire for several minutes. Yeah. Like, that was how they beat the French. Mm-hmm. Um, along with the discovery that, like, hiding on the other sides of hills was a very effective way to avoid artillery. No, really? <laughs> well, that was kind of a revolutionary idea when it was first thought of. Guys, holy shit. They can't see us. They can't. If we just go with we, we can't well, see them, fine. But, like, they can't see us. Oddly, despite the fact that they figured it out, the French were smart to figure out, you know what happens if you shoot cannonballs really low on one side of a hill? It'll go through the they hill. They'll roll over the other side real, real fast. So it, they still had plenty of... Damn it. <laughs> yeah, the French are like... They actually learned to skim cannonballs over Dude, hills. you know what? Here's the thing. If they did Red Dead Revolution, I'd be fine with it. 
That's I'd be very okay strange. It. It'd be very. It'd be a silly, wacky game. Well, I, I mean, there's AC3, right? You mentioned the Flintlocks and and AC3 is the Unity sucks, but, but I mean, it, uh, yeah. Black I was going to try and defend locks, it, but like right? I never actually finished it, so I can't say anything. Black Flag has Flintlocks, though. It does. That's that's the one that I was thinking of. I wasn't thinking about Assassin's Creed Three. By the way, while we're on this, where is my Lamont revolver? Where? Where's my nine shot revolver with the eighteen gauge shotgun barrel? Sorry, pal. Underneath. You gotta wait for that DLC. Okay, you gotta wait that, for the update pack. That, my friends, was in the original Red Dead Redemption. It I have was. a feeling that we're gonna see that someday. I mean, I mean maybe. It's way too cool. I would that. so again, much like with the trapper in online, I would be very surprised if we don't see a yeah. you know, it's it's strange because we already have, you know, the mouser and we already have the um the semi automatic pistol yeah. in Red Dead Two. Um but I would be very surprised if we don't see a more modern like the M nineteen eleven, maybe. I mean, it's it's still out seven, right? At the, That's at the, the thing. Yeah, oh, but... actually, no, because Red Dead Online takes place before the events of Red Dead. Right, 2. so it hasn't been invented so, yet. But do they care? I I don't think they do. I mean, that that you get handed the nineteen eleven. Look, Red if Dead GTA 1. Online takes place in twenty fifteen, and they have fucking jetpacks. I don't think we're going to And I think the play. online does stretch that credibility, definitely. It does, I mean, that's and, and that's what I mean. Yeah. Like that, well, you do what's the sake of fun. But there, there was a lot of extraordinary historical fidelity. We've talked about that. Oh, of course, and I think that they, they will try and maintain that. Like, you know, it's it's tonally, it's just two very different products. And I'm glad you, for that. Yeah, if you go into Red Dead Online expecting it to be GTA Online, you will be disappointed. And that's kind of no one's fault but your own, sorry. Um well, no, I, and I don't mean that to say, like, if you're not enjoying Red Dead, then that's your fault. But if you expect them, if you expect Rockstar to create an experience that is almost the exact same as GTA Online yeah. in a world 120 years earlier, mm-hmm. you know, with a very different style of play, that's just, that's not going to happen. I think the style of play is the key thing. Uh, our our uh, your current boss, my former boss, guy named Sam Claiborne, and I were talking recently. He shared this on GameCat or mm-hmm. GameScoop recently that he was not especially enthralled with Red Dead's gameplay, mm-hmm. but he regards it as, and he called it one of the greatest works of art people have ever made. It's gorgeous, and he's talking about that interactive, virtual, beautiful world. Yeah, and he said it's just a feat. Now I differ with him on the gameplay. I had a lot of fun playing the game. Yep. Um, but I do think that of all the things that we're going to remember Red Dead's legacy for, I think it's going to come in two waves. First, that undeniable wave of the artistry, the beauty, the fidelity. Mm -hmm. And then a second wave where we're going to look at that and go, huh. We complained about the gunplay and we complained about the inventory system. And we complained about the open world tension versus the storytelling tension. But man, slowing things down. And creating a world where you can interact with everything exactly the same way in a persistent, thoughtful where system. Where things just work the way you would expect them to in that yeah. way. Yeah. Wow. That was way better than we thought. I think that's going to be the second wave of legacy for this game. I think that'll be the revisionist remembrance of Red Dead. When we're writing about this game in 10 years, we're going to go, wow, this game was full of ideas and they were so good, we didn't realize how good some of them were at the time. And there are plenty of flaws in this game that I love. I, I talk a lot about how this game was made for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see through a lot of its less perfect aspects. Yeah. But I think that the sum of its achievements so, so tremendously outweighs the sum of its flaws that, that it is a monumental work. 
and I think that those acts of, of interface and the deliberate pacing, we're going to look back and go, wow, that was that was the introduction to another way we're going to make games. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that the same can, in, in a way, be said about the original Red Dead. You know, I don't remember the first one. I don't, I don't look back fondly on the first Red Dead Redemption for its super tight gunplay. I don't mm-hmm. look back and think, like, about how exciting pressing A to move my horse was. I think about it in the terms of the way that it made me feel, the way that it told its story, and the way that I felt inhabiting that world, that sense of solitude, that sense of, of sort of isolation in nature, as opposed to, you know, the way that some folks might look at how... Halo made them feel the first time they mm-hmm. entered, or the way the GTA makes you feel when you can bomb around in a sports car. Yeah, you know, GTA is very much a game where you focus on the gameplay mechanics, and I I think that Red Dead's gameplay mechanics, while you know some of them sure you can argue that they're flawed, I think that that's forgivable because the gameplay mechanics themselves are solely in service to the way that the game lets you inhabit that world and makes you feel. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, and I think they accomplished what they wanted to do. I, I, look, wait, obviously, yeah, duh, we're biased. This is Red Dead Radio. Um, yeah, it, it is the name of the show. I like to believe uh, that if we'd have been disappointed by the game, we'd have told you. Um, we weren't. It, it ate up a good portion of my life. Um, it's still eating up a good portion of my <laughs> life. Um, and, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, I do have my issues with it. I think that there's a few bits of the story aspects that are deeply flawed. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's chunks that I just don't get. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it, but, like, I think mm-hmm. there, there are items that, while they may not have satisfied me fully, personally, they absolutely don't ruin the experience no, no I, 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 I'm the same, and I feel like for something on the scope, nothing's ever come close to the yeah. ambition of what they achieved with this. Yeah. I, yes, there are those issues, but I was on a discussion earlier today. I do a little show on kind of funny called Debatable, uh, where oh, we, do you know? yeah, and well, I don't need more. Uh, I oh. did uh, now. Likewise, along with Red Dead Radio, my work kind of funny uh, as a regular contributor is also ending as I take this new job. And but Debatable is a show where we create dynamic top ten lists on the fly hmm. every episode. It's a lot of fun. And okay. I host that. And uh, we did an episode just today where we had Lucy James and Greg Miller arguing about the top 10 PlayStation 4 games. Uh, as list. A, yeah, it's a lot of Especially fun. Especially for those two. Exactly. It was great. Um, but we also take contributions from the community. And they have to, like, sometimes they have to argue for community picks. Like, our debaters have to take on community picks and represent. Kind of okay. like debate club in high school. Where you, right, you right. Where you're forced to something. argue aside. Exactly. Did, any, got, did anyone have climate change doesn't exist? Today? No, no one had that today. But somebody Good. did have Edith Finch versus GTA V. Huh. And it was that storytelling argument was fascinating because there was so much mutual respect on the part of the debaters, first off. Right. But second, that question of what it's like to try to create a very compact storytelling experience like Edith Finch. Yeah. And a very fast storytelling experience like Red Dead. Edith Finch, I think... You mean GTA Five or you mean no? Edith, okay. Or did I say GTA Five? I meant Red Dead. You, oh, I okay. always say okay. So it wouldn't it be Red Dead Radio. Even Fence versus versus Red Dead. Red Dead. Not I Edith did Finch it again. GTA Five. It, okay. it is not Red Dead Radio. If I don't mis misrepresent Red Dead as GTA, I, there's yeah, some kind of mental block inside my head. It's okay. It, that I was amazing. Me. I don't think I actually caught it. All right. Well, whatever it was, there's something flying around in the. So screen. Edith Finch versus Red Dead. Yeah, Edith Finch versus Red Dead. Thank you. 
and mutual respect on the part of the debaters there. It was one place where they kind of laid off the heel aspects that they've been leaning into, especially right. Greg. But percentage-wise, Edith Finch probably nails more landings percentage-wise to its story beats, maybe, than Red Dead does percentage-wise. <laughs> you mean but in Edith terms of Finch, the core narrative beat yeah, for beat? But yeah, but Edith Finch is like a three-hour story. Right. And Red, Red Dead, Dead is... is a 70-hour story right. told in an open world. And still comes percentage wise very, very close. Yeah, I mean, I would I would say that there are definitely some beats that they falter on, but yeah. I don't think there's ever a beat where they fail. Yeah, utterly. and and the moments where they succeed, oh, they're stellar. Yeah, they're so good. Yeah, I was so, watching. Um, if if you ever uh, get around to it, uh, spoilers lightly. Well, I guess big spoilers, but at this point, I can't imagine you haven't finished the game. Anyways, this is considered the last eight seconds of your spoiler warning. Um, there's a scene that I that I had missed because I haven't 100% of the game yet uh, that someone showed me today where it's John at Arthur's graveside when you do finish. And it just goes, it just like kicks into cinematic cam and he says a little something to Arthur and then um, that stand on Shaken song kicks in just for like a few seconds and i was like god damn it mm-hmm. that's so good unshaken shook me oh the first time around um every time warma was so weird and then yeah. there you are and this rain's coming down and it begins and it's just that's strange like yeah, I mean there there are those moments like that riding through and like it, here's the fucking thing about the ride back from Guarma is that at first I was like eh about that really? whole sequence. Oh. Well, so my, the the way that it struck me and granted I was very tired and coming after a long sequence of just like trying to fucking get through Guarma. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way that that sort of landed for me like it was a cool sequence like riding back through the rain with this really dope song, but when. I first experienced it, I was like, oh, this is them just trying to do the Mexico thing again. Mm. And I, I felt like it was them actively trying to capture lightning in a bottle a second time. Mm-hmm. And so it didn't, it's not that it felt, it's not that I thought it was bad. It just like felt, at first I thought it felt a little bit forced. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, I, I thought it was just like, okay, here are the staples of a Red Dead game. You're a cowboy. The West is almost done. You're going to die at the end and play as somebody new. I think I just missed a thing. but And then there's going to be a part where you ride from one place to another place. And it's going to be a long moving Except thing. they do it again. But then they and do again. it a fucking again. <laughs> and then they do it again. And it's great. And it's so good. Yeah. I've said many times my favorite point in the game is the singing cowboy bit with John Marston. I, I thought I was going to die. And it suddenly turns into a happy Gene Autry song. Oh, God. And he's got his, his John Marston outfit on. And he's like, I'm riding off to be a cowboy. And it's yeah. so happy. Yeah. Like... It, all it needed was Roy Rogers, like, singing along, and it yeah. would have been perfect. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, again, like, you look at the way that that moment, that sort of Arthur's last ride, that um, the that's the way it is moment, where you're looking back through all the choices you made throughout the game. I'm yeah. just like, oh, God. It's like they've got me on the ground, and they're just punching me, just right in the feelings of my face. So, I mean, we, you and I, obviously, we wax pretty, pretty uh, praiseful on this. Big surprise. Yeah, well, but... If you're listening to this, you probably enjoyed the game. Um, we're glad you did. I think it'll it will be noted in the history of the medium as an important moment. I think it taught us a lot. 
I look forward to what they're going to do with it next. I can't wait to see what happens to get out of beta. Honestly, I feel like I'm abandoning the game in its infancy. But You're super not, because you can always come back to it. You still owe me a goddamn Let's Play. You know what? We're going to have to do it off camera at some point. Son of a bitch. I, you know, Maybe I I'll like secretly record it and put it up on you guys later. We do want to thank, uh, through the course of the show, we've received uh, a, a lot of, uh, of kind uh, uh, words and messages from, from a lot of fans here, and also some nice things from Rockstar Games, including... This uh, uh, a really real, dope, dope blanket. You got a real nice worth blanket there. Uh, we got this. Uh, we got this. Kind oh shit! Of bodacious Arthur Morgan shotgun jacket. Look at you here. go! You're gonna look fancy as hell out there. If I ever shrink enough to wear it, I was small enough to wear it. I bet. I bet you. And then I caught caught like Christmas weight. Oh well, that's Christmas weight. Christmas That'll happen. Got that. Some of the. So I want to thank uh, Rockstar very much for uh, for recognizing what we did here and. Uh, choosing to support us we got that cool little uh shot glass there as well but most importantly we want to thank the audience look at that look at that kind of a little Nifty. collapsible shot glass there oh john ryan taking that shot look at that so you pouring one out kumpai your glass is empty so oh no i'm good i gotta look here oh okay great yeah. well cheers fine all for me then Ladies and gentlemen, we realize this has been an unstructured, complete disaster. Oh, it's been a long hot mess. Beginning. This whole show, from the very beginning, the 39 episodes of Ridiculousness. I've never been happier to be part of roughly 16 to 18 episodes of such a hot mess. John Ryan, thank you. Thank I, you. You were I wonderful this whole time. I said it earlier. I, I, I mean it from the very bottom of my heart. Thank you so very much for your passion, for bringing it, and sharing it with me, and obviously with everybody else. Um and for just letting me come and have a real good goddamn time. We'll talk yeah. about cowboys and stupid nonsense. <laughs> well, thanks to you. Thanks for IGN, who uh, let us use their facilities early on. Thanks to US Gamer, who supported us in many, many different ways. And the kind of funny that, that allowed me to to harp on about this whole thing. And to uh, GameSpot, who were really friendly and let me come over there and bother them one day when they had some great exclusive stuff. To Rockstar Games for helping a lot. But most of all, to you, the patrons, the listeners, the fans, the folks that supported me financially, the folks that subscribed, the folks that wrote encouraging letters and wrote in and everyone else bless y'all um this is it this is the end as bilbo baggins said i am leaving now goodbye happy trails oh i like a good always good to go out on a good fucking bilbo quote <laughs>